everyone. We are Elisa Botton and Martina Fiore. Welcome to a new episode of our podcast, IT Makes Sense. Today's episode is about a very hot topic for marketers and not only customer engagement. Our guest is Fabio De Luca, CMO at Angelini Pharma. Welcome. Good morning to everyone. Thank you for the invitation today. A pleasure. Hi, everyone. Good morning. So, so let's start with, uh, with the first question, Fabio. Um, as uh, uh, Elisa said, the, the topic will be uh, the customer engagement, uh, the unimportant topic for marketers and above all uh, for the pharma context in particular right now. So uh, actually, Internet is uh, saturated with the content marketing uh, and uh, our inboxes are full of more or less uh, well-designed emails, adibus uh, um, that try to uh, attract attention at all times, waiting for us to click. And here's um, where better customer engagement becomes the only answer to growing expectation. But implementing uh, an effective strategy can be um, sometimes tricky. So the question, the first question that we have for you is how has the way of marketing for pharmaceutical companies changed in the recent years? Uh, well, um, the way we do marketing as a pharmaceutical industry, uh, I mean, has changed definitely in the last years. But we should, uh, I mean, we should. Uh, um, it, it has changed differently uh, in uh, multinational uh, American or European companies versus what happened to Italian companies that usually arrives a little bit later than uh, the international ones. Uh, I used to work for American companies and 15 years ago, I mean, some uh, elements of today ways of, mar of doing marketing were already uh, a reality, while today in the Italian company, something that uh, happened 10 or 15 years ago in American companies uh, taking the, the, uh, the leading role in, uh, in the way we do marketing. Anyway, to be uh, honest, uh, working mostly uh, in uh, Italian affiliates of international or Italian companies, the way we uh, we used to do marketing hasn't changed very much in the last uh, 10 years uh, in this part of the world. Uh, while, I mean, especially in the last one year, uh, everything has, has been accelerated by, of course, the constraints uh, due to the pandemic. And uh, so we, in the last 10 or 15 years, kind of, we incubated a new way of doing marketing, but in reality, uh, nothing changed very much. I mean, we tried, we exercised and practiced in order to better interact with customer in a more digital way. And we designed a new way of doing marketing in the last 10 or 15 years. But in reality, we uh, really didn't uh, change dramatically the way the, uh, we interact with customers, always preferring the face-to-face -face interaction and the human being interaction. While in the last uh, year, uh, most of the companies, even the, uh, the slowest one or the most traditional ones, have to been, uh, had, had to be uh, forced to, to implement what they practiced, uh, practiced about in the last years. So everything started to getting uh, more velocity and speed 
in order to uh, catch up with the new needs of uh, uh, customers. And more than the needs of, needs of customers, the new needs of the pharmaceutical industry to be effective in communication with our stakeholders. So we, um, I mean, we had to replace face-to-face -face interaction with more sophisticated way to uh, catch up with customers. And as you mentioned in the question, I mean, uh, there are uh, unfortunately doctors and stakeholders in general have been uh, overwhelmed by more or less well-designed uh, uh, mailings and campaigns that uh, have been inundated their uh, mailing, box, mailing box and uh, and unfortunately um, I mean the share of attention we got as a pharmaceutical industry has been uh, in competition with uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, um, uh, new competitors we didn't have in the past because I mean in the past we had uh, uh, a preferential way to interact with the doctors was the face-to-face -face and only a limited number of companies uh, was able were able to uh, afford the kind of cost and we complemented the kind of interaction with the digital approach or with sophisticated non-personal approaches. Uh, while today all the companies are forced to communicate through digital or non-personal uh, 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 way of communicating and uh, the, the threshold for affording that kind of uh, interaction is much less. I mean, sending a, a massive email campaign, it doesn't cost very much. Uh, I mean, then we should uh, consider the effectiveness of the campaign. But I mean, whatever uh, pharmaceutical industry or even nutraceutical company or even the smallest uh, company from Sri Lanka can inundate the, the mailing box of the doctors with uh, uh, um, messages. So the difficulties in uh, trying to reach effectively the doctors increase dramatically. So that's the most uh, difficult uh, element we should uh, uh, cope with in the last, uh, in the last year. And uh, frankly speaking, I mean, uh, it, it is quite hard. I mean, especially for companies that were not equipped um, for for doing that, and, and the companies that haven't changed, uh, haven't opened uh, already channel of communicate preferential channel of communication with those doctors or stakeholders, um, are having a lot of difficulties. And uh, there are companies quicker and more, uh, uh, I mean, uh, um, capable of closing the gap. Other that, that have additional difficulties. So the share of mind in the doctor's attention is very, very uh, difficult to obtain. Uh, what you say, Fabio, is um, is very interesting because uh, it uh, leads us uh, to to reflect uh, on the challenging aspect of digital uh, um, transformation, represented by the importance that face-to-face -face actually has, uh, not only in the pharma industries, but also in general after pandemic, because it seems that um, now people uh, could almost prefer in, in a reverse way to what we would have expected, the face-to-face -face approach or at least a digital approach because we are uh, really um, full uh, in terms of uh, digital communication, uh, webinar, online event, 
different uh, online meeting uh, uh, and uh, this could be very very challenging for a digital transformation uh, processes um, but we will uh, we'll explain this aspect also later during the podcast and now please uh, Elisa go on with uh, with your question Thanks. So uh, implementing an increasingly customer-centric strategy nowadays seems to be a must. The only way to build strong and lasting relationships with customers. What are the benefits of a strategy that gives space and importance to what is called customer lifetime value? I, I'm an old uh, school guy, so I'm in, uh, I'm, and especially I'm not, uh, I'm working on in, uh, an industry where return on investment and all those kind of uh, in performance indicators are not so, um, I mean, very well, uh, um, much more, much uh, spread over, and uh, we should be very careful in, uh, in measuring the value of customers and linking these to. Uh, marketing activities because you know I mean we are uh, allowed to promote drugs only to a specific customer that is not the final one the ultimate one but only to doctors and stakeholders and the regulations are very very strict so I mean uh, customer lifetime value is something that I mean especially in uh, in, in our industry is not uh, um, uh, not very popular indicator of the the, the, the or what we are doing i mean it's it's even more important uh, the um, the way we uh, build a long lasting relationship with the incredible on a scientific basis relationship with our uh, stakeholder and uh, and again uh, our customers are basically in, divided into two groups the the stakeholders the the official ones i mean the doctors and the payers and the ones to which we can uh, communicate uh, according to regulations and, uh, and laws existing in the pharmaceutical industry and uh, to them we can only um, uh, communicate through um, scientific campaigns and scientific approved activities so the uh, pivotal for the uh, the value we create on a lifetime basis with them is to be credible as a company and to provide them uh, uh, valuable brands and, uh, and uh, an effective uh, healthcare solutions. That's the way we build lifetime value. Uh, unfortunately, it's very, very difficult to measure it and uh, being very honest, I don't, uh, I don't see this customer lifetime value concept very well, very much uh, uh, spread over our uh, our environment in pharmaceutical industry, and uh, uh, and then the second group are the ultimate customers, so the patients or the ones that are suffering of some medical condition, and to them, unfortunately uh, or uh, or fortunately, uh, depends on the point of view. The points of view we are not allowed to communicate about our products and our uh, healthcare solutions, so we can only very limited communicate about um, pathologies and the contribution that we as a company uh, can provide them uh, during their lifetime. And then there are the products that are not uh, prescriptions one, uh, that's sort of over-the-counter products or nutraceutical. And there, uh, I mean, we are much more uh, free to communicate to customer and we are much more free to uh, create a, a, a lifetime 
relationship with customer uh, directly with them. And uh, in that perception, in that uh, um, point of view, we can uh, we are we work uh, through digital activities very much in order to build some referential channel of communication with those kind of customers in order to uh, generate a, a credible link with the uh, with us and with the the, the the products and solution we can provide them. Okay, thanks. So, um, well, let's talk about facts. Anjali has given recent proof of how multi-channel is key to communicating with customers effectively. For example, the recent MySafeWadi campaign. So, how did this project come about and what are the goals you set out to achieve? Um, this is, a, a, I'm happy about your question because, I mean, uh, um, this campaign, but in general, a lot of the campaigns we are delivering in the last uh, year and so in a couple of years, uh, they are very uh, incredibly um, touching from a social point of view and myself 40 uh, from my point of view is one of the most uh, intriguing and uh, and moving campaign we uh, generated last year uh, that was a campaign that started last year and uh, the second part of 2020 uh, during the pandemic and uh, that was uh, originated by uh, a, a conjunct effort of uh, uh, Angelini Pharma uh, Country Italy, uh, that's the Italian affiliate of Angelini, and the uh, the bridge. Uh, that's a, 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 a an association that is very um, uh, close to the patients' uh, needs and uh, and uh, and. Uh, and very attentive to the social trends of some pathologies or condition, medical conditions. In particular, Masefori was a campaign dedicated to the stigma, uh, I mean, dedicated to fighting the stigma in uh, mental health, and especially uh, dedicated to young uh, people and, and young patients that that they are the ones that most uh, uh, the, the most suffer about the stigma, stigma condition in uh, in um, schizophrenia, depression, or bipolar disease. I mean, we were uh, very um, involved into mental health uh, uh, even in the past because Engineer Pharma has a long history on in, in, in treating depression. But in the last couple of years, because of acquiring some products in schizophrenia. And uh, lately, in uh, in, epilep in epilepsy, uh, our uh, attention to those conditions increased uh, uh, dramatically. And so, uh, the um, the concomitant uh, uh, attention to uh, multi-channel activities and digital activities brought us to sponsor this uh, uh, idea uh, to IDA this kind of campaign with. Uh, uh, Rosario Iardino and the and the and the Bridge Association. That was an incredibly successful campaign. Um, we involved basically more than 100 uh, schools in Italy. That was an Italian campaign only, uh, and we uh, concomitantly uh, spread over the campaign through uh, with a multi-channel approach in uh, to uh, through many uh, different media. Uh, on paper, but especially in digital version, 
and uh, we um, uh, advertised the campaign with all the, me the social media very popular among the youngest, uh, like TikTok and Instagram. And we had the kind of hundreds of, uh, hundred of thousands of uh, uh, visualization uh, and uh, dozens of thousands of contribution from young people. And uh, I'm very proud, especially of the, I'm very uh, uh, happy with the, um, the results of the campaign because, uh, I mean, the, the, the contest uh, uh, that was basically a contest uh, has been won by, has been won by a, a school in Rome, uh, the Virgilio, uh, that's a very renowned school in, uh, in Rome. Liceo Classico, like we say in, uh, in, in Italian, I don't know the English for it. Uh, and uh, and uh, the sentence, the slogan that won the contest was very touching. And uh, the contest in, in Italian is uh, Se la mente si allontana, tu resta mi vicino. And in English could, uh, could be like, uh, if uh, minds uh, drift away, uh, please stay, stay with me. And uh, that's very touching, the, the slogan that uh, won the contest. Yeah, um, in, um, regarding this uh, this campaign and in general what what you said also about the the customer lifetime value, the difficult to measure it uh, in a context like the healthcare one, uh, is very interesting from my point of view. Also because uh, talking about the customer lifetime value uh, is complex not only to measure uh, the impact of certain activities, but above all, uh, as you say, to establish a relationship and create a climate of credibility with those who actually support the end user and in particular the, the patients like like the, the pharma industries do. But the reason why uh, talking about um, my Fuori campaign, I believe that the campaign has had um, a very uh, well-deserved success as a marketer, uh, I think, is that the, in the actual context, for all the industries and again in particular for the pharmas one in this period uh, the audience engagement is becoming uh, strategically important above all uh, of um, when you think about the needs in terms of communication that coming from the new generation and from their voice because you mentioned um, correctly uh, the importance of Instagram and of TikTok to develop this campaign because um, what I think regarding this uh, new way of communicate is that the millennial and the generation generation X and Y uh, basically don't want more explicit commercial messages that risk to become boring, but they want to be involved and want to live a story that is what you did. And uh, they would like to share um, this story with other um, other um, uh, friends, uh, parents, etc. Because uh, a, a story like the one that you shared through Masai Fuori campaign is also uh, something that supports teams with a very high social uh, social impact, as you already said. I agree. Okay, thanks. So, uh, data collection. Data collection is a critical part of the engagement process as customer insights can significantly guide marketing decisions. This is where TrueBlue's customer engagement score comes from. 
are a combined metric that tracks customer interactions and plans customer engagement by providing an integrated view across multiple channels. From your perspective, can a holistic view of this data really make a difference in building customer relationships? Yes, I think so. I'm very excited about your uh, customer engagement score. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing the implementation of the score of uh, your CRM in our organization. We are all very, very excited of IDEA and uh, the, the way that would be uh, transforming uh, uh, the way we manage uh, data and, uh, and customer relationship. Um, uh, the answer is, is yes, so apart from the, uh, the, the, the value of your solution um, uh, you provided as a true blue to us, it's, uh, it's, um, it's very interesting uh, the, uh, the, the, the way uh, we will be uh, gathering information about our customer and uh, we are very interested in putting together all the uh, the many information we will be gathering in, uh, in our daily interaction with customer in order to improve the relationship and, uh, and also to monitor interaction with, uh, with customers in order to better uh, address their needs and to better plan uh, our commitment uh, uh, to them. Um, as usual, you know, uh, the data uh, are uh, good and bad. I mean, uh, uh, there is uh, all this trend of big data that uh, apparently will be transforming our world, but at the same time, you should be able to process all those uh, amount of data because we are. Um, we should uh, uh, we should avoid uh, the risk of being overwhelmed by data without having the opportunity to process them and uh, and uh, to really transform those data analytics and, and data and data information into actionable activities as i mentioned before i'm a, i'm an old guy school so i really value data and i really value the richness uh, generated by some very sophisticated solution like the ones you uh, provided us with but at the same time, we should be very clever internally as a company to process uh, the data in order to uh, define actionable um, solution and activities. Otherwise, the only, only, only the, uh, the uh, only, only data can can cannot make the difference. We need people capable to uh, tools and people capable to process information. Um, very uh, selectively analyze the information and define a proper uh, um, uh, plan of action in order to better interact and refine uh, progressively our interaction with uh, with customer. So it, it, it could do uh, it could make the difference with our uh, relationship with clients and customers. But at the same time, we should be very uh, balanced uh, and, uh, and uh, we should plan in advance the way those scores and the wealth of data will be embedded in our day-by-day -day activities. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you also because when we talk about marketing, actually the digital marketing uh, in particular, uh, measure is uh, always important, but as you said, is uh, first of all important to clarify what are our objectives in terms of uh, communication with our um, audience, let me say, not only customer, but audience, because um, as companies, we have a, a very high potential in terms of communicate a specific message. And so we need to think about what is our objectives and then we need to uh, have a, a clear view of what are the metrics that are most relevant for us. So the customer engagement score, the new solution and the new technologies like IDEA can for sure help um, pharma industries like Angelini, but uh, the most important thing is to be uh, aware regarding the objective that we have as company, because as we said, uh, today, audience uh, don't want to, to be uh, bored by the, 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 the classic way or the old way of communication. They need something more important with social impact and um, they also need to, uh, yeah, to have a credibility and to can trust to a company. I mean, we, we, we um, for sure can say that uh, we always uh, trust in uh, Angelini's Amukina that is everywhere. Uh, I'm joking, but uh, it, it's not something that uh, unfortunately we can, uh, um, uh, we can say uh, with, uh, with this uh, in, in a more easy way, because actually the, the, the power that has uh, a company like Angelini in the world is uh, something amazing. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, very, you're very nice in mentioning the world. I mean, we are very, <laughs> yeah, I in reality, mean... we are very, very strong in Italy and we are growingly, um, I mean, we are growing our reputation in uh, the rest of Europe. But I mean, in the world, I mean, I don't know. I hope in Indonesia <laughs> they are so excited about Angelini like we are here in Italy. But I mean, in the next years, this uh, will be the reality, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, for me, the, the word uh, is uh, <laughs> is a compliment. But um, I, I, I have know, I know. I was joking, I, like you. I I I have the sensation that um, the um, this uh, this pandemic uh, impacting different uh, aspect of our life and uh, the topic regarding just to conclude the topic regarding the acceleration in terms of digital transformation uh, needs to be taken carefully because digital transformation and the, combined with pandemic has not changed the way we relate the current and potential customer and potential audience, but has seen the advent of major changes from an internal perspective, also on the way we work and in the way we live our everyday life. Because um, just to, to take an example, uh, is um, I think that all the, the people that are in, in this uh, in this podcast probably has uh, uh, an Alexa at home and today <laughs> start to talk with an artificial intelligence uh, device. Uh, uh, this is something amazing. And the, um, the the question that I have for you to to conclude this uh, this podcast is how you how have you experienced this important moment of transition, both in Angelini as as Fabio De Luca. 
I mean, uh, uh, first of all, I don't have Alexa at home. I still prefer to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take it to to take it for me, and um, I'm joking. But uh, I, I possibly I would uh, I would buy one after this podcast. And uh, uh, talking about Angelina and the way uh, everything uh, uh, has been transformed by the pandemic and the new this new trend. I mean, uh, we were into. I mean. The answer is uh, is uh, to you to the interesting question is not so easy. I mean, because I mean, we um, until a couple of years ago we were a very traditional company, uh, very little digital activities, uh, very much based on uh, people and brands. That was our pillars and uh, foundation. Then uh, uh, we realized a couple of years ago uh, that we had to. Um, uh, modernize ourselves. We were lucky behind the competition in many departments, and so we adopted the, the go digital uh, strategic imperatives uh, as one of our four strategic imperatives. That was a couple of years ago, and we were, I mean, slowly but constantly uh, changing our way of doing marketing and interacting with customers until February 2020, when everything. Uh, uh, got completely uh, turmoil and, and turbulent uh, because of the pandemic. So uh, we were into the middle of a transition, a planet one, uh, uh, a transition we, we wanted and we were uh, planning ahead for it, but we were caught into this uh, turmoil of the pandemic. So we, we had to incredibly, like uh, I mentioned at the beginning, like all the other companies to accelerate the way we, uh, we were transforming ourselves. And uh, in order to do that, we had to spend a lot of time and money and, uh, and patience into uh, training our people in order to uh, interact non-personally and digitally with our customers and we were not able, we were not ready to do that until January 2020. I mean, we were planning for it, but we were not able to do this. We created in 2019 a new department called Digital Medicines, very important ones in, in Angelini Pharma, that was leading the transformation, but we had to uh, empower this uh, department during the pandemic in order to allow us to catch up with the competition very quickly. And uh, we had to increase our, uh, generally uh, across the, all the organization, the competence, the digital uh, skills and competencies, but we uh, haven't planned for it uh, before. So we had uh, very quickly increase the level of awareness of uh, some digital skills and competencies, starting from the, lead the leadership team of the company until the lower layers of the organization. And, uh, uh, and unfortunately, we had to do all, the, all these uh, uh, remotely without any interaction, physical interaction with people, without, without, any, without, um, without having the opportunity to um, really uh, share um, feelings with people during the transformation. So, um, I mean, uh, we, 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 uh, we are really digital transforming the way we work. We are really digital transforming the tools we adopted in order to interact with people. But we, uh, my opinion that uh, we have to uh, still to do a couple of things better. First of all is to 
accompany this transformation with change management activities because i mean everything has been too fast and too turbulent and uh, possibly we should spend even more time with people in order to accompany them in this new era and then the second thing we should do uh, is to uh, start to um, forecast what will be happening after the pandemic will end. I mean, because sooner or later the pandemic will end and the, the so-called new normal will take place uh, in the reality. And definitely the doctors and healthcare providers and stakeholders in general and customers, they will go back in preferring uh, personal interactions. Everything won't be like in the past. I mean, people got accustomed to buy through Amazon or to Esselunga, uh, their daily uh, food. But I mean, uh, so the people start increase the level of uh, e-commerce activities and uh, uh, get accustomed even the elderly to have a Teams conversation in uh, to through the PC or through the iPhone. But uh, uh, everything won't be back to the to what was in the past. But definitely the people will uh, uh, crave for getting back to interaction with uh, real people. So we should be as an industry and uh, as a Angelini Pharma, we should be very clever in balance our digital transformation with the uh, return to uh, a world in in which personal interaction would be. Uh, again, important. And all the, all the, there are dozens of reports mentioning it. I mean, from all the major uh, consultancy firms uh, in the world uh, uh, tracking the revolution in digital uh, communication with customers, but also stating that when the world will be back to new normal, doctors and healthcare providers will be still preferring majority of them interaction with the real people, with sales reps, with marketers and uh, real people. So uh, closing my, my, my answer to your question, we should be very clever in balancing and putting together digital transformation with a more sophisticated and transformed way of uh, people interaction with our customers. Yeah, and uh, ju ju just to conclude and, uh, and, and thank you uh, regarding this, uh, this answer, I, I totally agree with you because also if uh, we, we are millennial and we are uh, probably tech, uh, techy, as you said, um, I think that the real conversation uh, is something that all the world needs right now. So probably the, the real and the good mix could be something related with digital and not only digital because we are very, <laughs> I don't know how to say, but I, I want to, to go out and to drink something with someone. <laughs> <laughs> instead of, uh, of talking not with a mukina, possibly <laughs> exactly without a mukina, possibly no no not drinking a mukina, <laughs> and not possibly. drinking a mukina. <laughs> exactly so thank you very much Fabio uh, I pass the word to Elisa to, to conclude this podcast and thank you thank you very much thank you Martina Thank you. So we've come to an end of this uh, second episode of True Blue's podcast, IT Makes Sense. Many thanks to you, Fabio De Luca, for participating and being with us. It was a real pleasure. Thank you, Elisa. Thank you to True Blue. And a big thank you to all of you who listened. So see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.